0: James they're listening to us man they're everywhere they're outside they're in my head all they're saying over and over again is wrong and wronger listen to wrong and wronger and I'm like I don't even know what the show is but it sounds great and it sounds like it's co-hosted by one of the coolest cats in the alley James you're with me and it's got to be an honor for you
1: Yeah, that's the sanest you've sounded in a long time, which is really saying (laughs) something for you.
0: (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm as sane as they come. But welcome. You are sane just by virtue of being here on the show, Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve Olivas. That dude over there is Breakwell. And every week, we argue about a topic that we don't think means anything to anyone, but some of these topics mean a heck of a lot to someone. And James, we got a someone like that this week. Yes. What's going on this week? What yeah. do we need to talk Got about? Got a messenger
1: from a, a kid's mom said that, that Zach, <laughs> her seven-year-old, wanted us to dedicate an episode to him. And uh, the topic was Marvel versus DC. So let me just say, Zach, there are many more entertaining options out there available. You should not be listening to this podcast. There's all of Netflix and Hulu and all the video games in the world. I'm sorry that your entertainment options have boiled down to this. But as long as you're here, we will argue that topic. I will say this will probably lose us more listeners than anything else we've talked about. I know nothing about Marvel and DC, and Steve claims he knows, which probably means he knows even less than me. So I <laughs> get ready to have all. <laughs> All of your sensibilities offended as we fumble our way through this one
0: james is it border on child abuse that children listen to this show i'm i don't even
1: know what to make of i that. would not bring that up to cps if you cross paths with them don't say you ever play our broadcast in the presence of a child or an yeah, animal yeah. or really in the presence of other adults i mean really just just don't mention <laughs> it ever we'll stick with like house plants. Maybe, and that's about it. And inanimate <laughs> objects. Yeah, I, I've, plants have been known to shrivel at the sound of your voice. My voice, it's fine. <laughs> it's actually nourishing to plant life, but you know.
0: Wow. All right. Well, that is uh, that is quite an assertion. But you are here at Wrong and Wronger, and this one is dedicated to seven-year-old Zach. Zach is one-year-old for every listener that we have, James. And Zach happens to be one of them. This is the confluence of the universe right here. It is, and
1: he's, he's coming into a good week, too, after last week, where I had perhaps the greatest victory in the history of Wrong and Wronger where I an English major had to argue against Shakespeare and for <laughs> Dr Seuss and I destroyed you you had you had the entire academic establishment of the world on your side and you still lost how does that feel steve First of
0: all, I like how all of a sudden your English degree becomes your asset rather than something <laughs> that you tried to downplay last week. You distanced yourself I from did. Shakespeare while to, we were it was, live It was broadcast. an
1: encumbrance, and I overcame it as I always do. I'm a fighter. I'm the Rocky of this podcast, and you're wow. the you're the Drago guy. Or I can't even say his name. You're the awful Russian. That's who you are, Steve. Minus minus the physique, but you do have the it poor was language Drago. skills. So. <laughs> That movie came out in 1985. That you were born,
0: so the fact that you even know Drago is I an amazing accomplishment. Recently, went
1: through all the Dracky movies with Lola, all the original ones, anyway. And the one, the one with Dra- uh, Drago, that one—that's the one that's always on TV. Like it must have been the cheapest to make or something. If, if you're flipping through TNT or whatever, there's there's a 90 percent chance that movie will be on TV, and as it should be, because it's amazing. That's interesting,
0: huh? I wonder why that is. I think you're right, but
1: huh? Anyway. I'm always right, right, Steve. Don't sound so surprised. That's the default state. I just, I just drop <laughs> nuggets of wisdom that you're the whole right. time. I just
0: hadn't thought about it before, and my brain goes to, why would that be? And I'm going to, is the music easier to clear in that one? I'm going to, is that one more cartoonish? Is that one uh, acts faster? Is that Dolph Lundgren is hot right now? Like I go through all of these things of why that might be. That's the only
1: thing that was going on in my inflection. I I, I doubt even that much was going on in your head, but please, I've I've delivered too many insults already. Go ahead and move us to the next You know, we're recording this an hour earlier
0: than usual, and apparently we woke you and pulled you out of your coffin a little before you're used to,
1: and the sun is starting to burn your skin. I thought you'd be a little feistier, because you always complain when we record at nine that, you know, you you should have been in bed six hours before that. You know, you like (laughs) to be in bed when the sun is still high overhead. I thought this would be playing to your strength. You've got home field advantage here, Uh, but I I guess not. I guess I'm just awake and alert, and you're partially dead, and that's okay. I mean, you are 95 years old. It happens.
0: Wow. All right. Well,
1: my dead
0: is like one of my feet. Yours is your entire interior. So. <laughs> True. I did write a book with that title. <laughs> DC versus Marvel, I thought there was something else I wanted to bring up this week. It might have had to do with the vote, but now that you remind me what the vote was, that couldn't have been it. But uh, we will flip the Guam quarter of fate and dedicate this show to Zach, because all seven of our listeners are important to us, but not as much as a seven-year-old. All right, what will the two sides of the quarter, the Guam quarter of fate. And I'm in my office in Nashville. I go to Peoria, Illinois tomorrow, so we had to record this one, smash it through today. What shall they represent for you, James Brakewell? Heads, I'm DC.
1: Tails, I'm Marvel.
0: (laughs) You know, it it tickles me that you said those words out loud. All right. Oh, you got... (laughs) you got the popular one as far as sheer dollars are concerned. You have tales, and it is Marvel. You've got Marvel Comics, my friend.
1: All right. Well, let me go ahead and slip in a quick compliment here before I destroy you with this one. Oh, shoot. We forgot the compliment. I that didn't might forget was you niggling forgot. at the back of my mind. <laughs> I would like to compliment you. Oh, what am I going to compliment you on today? I've, I've... Oh, <laughs> why do you got to do this part? Why? I gotta deliberate. I gotta zero in on the one facet of your being that I need to insult. I would like to compliment you on running out of hats. That you have stuck to this dead and unpopular bit for so long that you legitimately ran out of real hats and hadn't used tinfoil. Like, there are no other hats in the world. Like, I'd like to think that hat designers out there are, like, pulling them off shelves when you walk in just so that you can't disgrace them with your head. So, uh, you know, you stuck to it, though. You went all the way through, and I think that's worthy of admiration. Congratulations on running the world out of hats you can get your hands on. And enjoy your tinfoil. I have no idea what you're going to do next week. Maybe shave your head. I don't know. Maybe maybe just hide oh your face for an episode. God, what, what do you think of me? You know what? Scratch that. Let me just <laughs> move just on to two you. points there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it probably gets deeper than that, but I don't want to get depressed tonight.
1: One, when did we decide to record this early tonight? Like 20 minutes ago. I Actually, I did it because... My wife and kids had to go out. I was—I had a conference call, and I thought, you know what? Let's try to finish this before they get back rather than after. I was being nice, Steve. This is the nicest thing I can do for you.
0: I'll actually ask that a little differently. Recording tonight was decided when I was already at my office. So I had to figure out, all right, it actually works for me to record today instead of tomorrow. I don't have a hat with me. Ah. And so what can I do that's going to be creative and fun and tinfoil popped into my head and... Tinfoil popped onto my should, head
1: too. We got a whole preposition thing going here today. Should I ask but, why you have tinfoil in your psychiatrist office? Is this like, is, do you use this with your with your patients? James,
0: you don't ask personal questions <laughs> like that. My deviant behavior stays in this office, man. <laughs> No, I got a gas station 45 feet to the right of me, and I went over there, and they had tinfoil, so I got a roll. Oh, and it worked for like two ninety-nine. Look at all the fun and frivolity I got out of it. And two, there's plenty of other hats, and I
1: will have another <laughs> one next week. And three, how dare you, sir. I guess I should be glad you didn't just get like a gas station hot dog and put that on your head, so thank you for that. I guess the tinfoil was going above and beyond in this case.
0: <laughs> I'm impressed at my creativity, and I'm sure the listeners and viewers are, too. Okay. Let's... Except for the one snarky one that always pops up every week. They can't stand to leave us. I don't understand that point
1: of by, by that one, do you mean all of them? Because I'm pretty sure you nailed that <laughs> <you> nail <laughs> the head right I, it's there. It's one.
0: It has a one in it. Okay. It could be 100. So which one... I just... I don't care about this one.
1: Which series. one do I have again? I have Marvel or DC. Which one was it? I had the popular one. That's Marvel, right? You... Yes. yes. You have Marvel okay. comics. So I think this is going to be open and shut, as you said, because it's the popular one. I mean, there's, there's a movie coming out this weekend where like half of the characters disappeared and I imagine they're going to come back because they're worth a lot of money and you don't just evaporate characters worth millions of dollars. And people, I have a friend who reserved his tickets for this like a month ago. He got eight seats at an IMAX theater to go through. It is an event to go there because everybody cares about these storylines. These are real people who just happen to be a little bit exceptional striving to come from the bottom up. These aren't like gods who are coming down from above and have this power and are immune to everything. You know, these are regular people. These, they know the struggle of what it is to be just a little bit different and to have to try to elevate humanity. And that's why everybody jumps on that bandwagon. That's why there's been 65 trillion Marvel movies and like 10 DC (laughs) movies. Okay. Those are, those are accurate numbers. And that's why this movie is going to gross more money than the gross domestic product of the United States. Like it's going, it's going to be like a $55 trillion movie and you and I both know it deserves it. I mean, Steve, are you going to go see this movie?
0: James, I'm almost breaking on in a rash. I can't wait until <laughs> Friday to see this movie.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, glad. I'm glad we're in agreement then. So I rest my case. You think Marvel's better. I think Marvel's better. Oh, we're done. Oh, wait
0: a minute. That doesn't mean it's superior. What? That just means it's great. Like uh, pepperoni pizza's great, but you throw some sausage on that sucker. A little bit of bacon, you got a meat lover's. and There ain't nothing better than that. DC elevates the game because what DC brings is dimension to the characters. That, uh, and uh, I, I probably got well more into comic books than you did, so I may know a little bit more. This is like the Star Wars Star Trek, but I will say this. If you know at least enough to understand that the characters were evaporated in the last Marvel movie, you will at least understand that the DC movies include the Batman, the Superman, the Wonder Woman, the Aquaman. I don't want to talk about Aquaman. Jason, know you're on my hit list, by the way. Even though we bear a remarkable resemblance to each other, even more so in my show shirt is off, but I'll leave it on for the sake of Breakwell. But it's dimension and it's it's given rise to probably the most iconic character in the history of any superhero movie, which is Heath Ledger. (laughs) Heath Ledger's Joker. Man, Heath Ledger, I cannot I I have watched those scenes on YouTube, just his scenes over and over, probably 50 times. It is remarkable what he brought to the table. And Jared Leto takes it in a little bit different of a direction, but it's still dark and menacing, and every one of these characters has a tragic backstory. Like uh, what do you got in Marvel? You got the rich kid, the, the Tony Stark, whatever his name is, turning into Iron Man. You have Scarlett Johansson. I don't even know what her superpower is. She's just hot and wears like a skin tight outfit, and that brings all the thirteen year old boys to the backyard. You got the Incredible Hulk, and uh, what angst does he got going? He's the Hulk. He doesn't even have feelings. And you said they don't have any gods. Thor, by definition, <laughs> is a demigod. Like, come on, demigod. Break away. You got to do your research. <laughs> But all these stories, tragic, Superman is filled with angst, he's riddled with angst about his home planet just blowing up and his parents dying and him being raised by Kevin Costner and Diane Lane, and I don't even know if that was in the original comic book in 1932. It probably was. Kevin Costner's Field of Dreams happened in 1909, which was when uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, I'm sorry, 1908, the Black Sox. No, that was 1917. Nobody anyway, cares, Steve. Was Nobody cares. <laughs> Holy cow, it's the tinfoil, James. It's short-circuiting the whole switchboard. But anyway, just backstory character dimension it's a little bit dark and that just draws me in. Marvel is all flash and pop and it's it's not about substance. It's just about CGI and DC the characters are deep and they just there's this this, this river of emotion underneath and that's the part that makes it superior.
1: You want to talk about deep. You got every X-Men movie ever. Those are, they're about discrimination. These people who are a little bit different, a little bit better in their own way. Different can be better, different, it, different can size just be different. And what do people do? They persecute them, they go after them, but the X-Men rise above and they still try to save humanity, but it's not uniform. You want to talk about complexity. Everybody reacts to this adversity differently. Some of the X-Men are bad. They joined whatever the bad group is called. And they try to kill humans. The other group tries <laughs> to save them. I mean, that is, that is some complex, going on there. You want to oh talk about, God, you, want to talk about uh, you know, wasted potential. Superman is the lamest character ever. What is the ratio oh. of bad Superman movies to good Superman movies? I mean, they flunk out with super movies all the what? time because it is so, so, so hard to make an invincible character compelling. I mean, one of the Superman movies I went to see, they shoot him in the eyeball and the bullet bounces off his eyeball. <laughs> and when you can bounce bullets <laughs> off your eyeball, things just aren't that serious. And they get him like, oh, but he can't stop kryptonite so they like plant a kryptonite seed in the ocean there's like one kryptonite island where i can't fight he's like oh no i can't fight on this one island i better (laughs) fly to this island then he gets beat up it's like why don't you just not fly to that island why don't you just it doesn't make any sense his one weakness is stupid and it somehow holds him back all the time okay superman is exhibit a for why for why dc is garbage and for, as far as, you know, emotional backstory, look at Spider-Man. You know, the uh, his Uncle Ben dies, and you've got, like, they've remade that movie 65 times. It's so good. And, you know, you have Spider-Man, and, like, the people carry him on the subway. He's got that upside-down kiss. He's shooting webs all over the place. I mean, that's that's emotional depth right there. That's what you want. Give me 100 spider <laughs> Spider-Man for every one Superman. And also... Uh, Iron Man is hilarious. I've seen like one of those 15 movies, and it was just great. Top to bottom, uh, whatever that guy's name is who plays Iron Man is hilarious. And uh, I think we'll just agree that he's probably the best actor in all the Superman movies. So that's case closed there as well.
0: You know, if the Iron Man was so great, you would have seen more than one. <laughs> Obviously, you're lying, James. That's the only
1: thing I take out that. I have that. four kids. I can't watch all of any series. <laughs> Well, that I
0: understand. Uh, the X-Men, you're going to bring the X-Men yes. in as the pinnacle of movie uh, uh, All they want to do is if we want to grab a little more money, we'll just invent a couple of more X-Men and throw them out there onto the screen. As it's opposed absurd, to the other
1: superheroes it? who are discovered in history. What, where are they coming from? Somebody's making up all of these. I'm, I'm going well, I'm, to I'm blow your I mean, mind I mean, here. This is fiction, Steve. They're not real. <laughs> First of all,
0: that's wrong. That's like saying Game of Thrones is fiction. Now, I just I hit you below the belt with that one. I actually apologize. I feel kind of guilty after that one. But uh, and you want to talk Superman and having his planet blow up, and you brought kryptonite in, which is an interesting... You're, you're making my point here because there's something almost allegorical about Superman, that the metaphor of home is what robs you of your power, I think is brilliant. It is genius. Superman is invincible unless his home is presented to him. And that, that's so perfect for what I do for a living and the way everyone lives their lives, that your parents, your family, that they got that in-word, that in-word, that inroad to your mind that nobody else has. It's fantastic. And uh, that's probably all I'm going to say. Now, I'll let me <laughs> make one last point. DC was first, and that makes it the best. They set the table for every feast that Marvel has had in the meantime. So you've got to go with the standard. DC set it, and Marvel is trying fast to, to try to surpass it. And it ain't going to
1: work. I've got three words, Steve. Three words that are going to oh, knock geez. you out of your seat. And you're not going to be able to recover from this. Batman versus Superman.
0: Oh my god! I just watched that movie like two weeks ago. Uh, it was fabulous, man. No, okay.
1: Introducing what, what, at, the what, climax, what? at the climax. At the climax, Batman yeah. and Superman are killing each other for no reason. Batman and some yeah. sort of like super no, no. and they right, do they on. not bond because they discover that both of their mothers' names are Martha. Was that not the climax oh. of the movie? How? Oh, my God. Yeah, case closed. Yes. <laughs> that is, that is so the worst my... movie trope ever. Like, my kids could write a better movie than that. And that's out there. Somebody paid $50 million to make that movie. They put it out there in front of critics. <laughs> People like you paid to see it or rented it for free later on thinking this is a good use of two hours of my time. And if that movie can exist in the DC universe, I don't want any part of DC. I'll stick with Marvel. Thank you very much.
0: I will stick with your revisionist historical perspective. And uh, thank you very much. (laughs)
1: What? All right, I'm going to roll the dice here, get us out of here. So if you want to vote for me and award me a win the second week in a row for Marvel, think of me, think (laughs) of Zach, think of America, vote for 29. If you want to disappoint a seven-year-old child inside with Steve (laughs) and DC and Batman versus Superman and grown men shouting Martha, vote for 39, (laughs) and if you want (laughs) to throw your vote away, vote for 67. I'm sorry, what was Steve again?
0: I was doing a big uh, Marlon Brando, Martha. I believe it was 39. 39 is what I wrote down. Okay. So I just wanted to repeat that a couple times. Thanks. All right. So at the end of the day, and I can't stand when people use that phrase, I'm sure it's one of Breakwell's favorites, but... Uh, D.C.'s obviously superior. you got to vote for Steve. Vote for 39. If you want to vote for James and make poor little Zach cry, because Zach, obviously, what was underneath the message that his mother wrote to us is that Dr. Steve is Zach's favorite. And I I read that in, and I'm sure James did too, but you can vote 29 and... Just a, a truth, justice, and the American way rest with Superman. That's one of his out, outlines. So 39 for me, 67 to throw your vote away. We got to get out of here. We're out of time, but next week we're going to have more time to entertain and titillate you with this kind of fascinating, scintillating... Incognitating argument. And until then, this is Steve Oliva's Dr. Steve talking for that other guy, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and remember, two wrongs can make a right.